first episode of Bonnet Heads. Bonnet Heads is a combination of several ideas and topics, including the Wagon Talk segment, an in-depth character study and discussion, and so much more. Essentially, Bonnet Heads opens the door to discuss every facet of the world of Little House on the Prairie. If you enjoy Laura Ingalls Wilder's books and the history surrounding her stories, or if you just enjoy the television show and want to get into a debate of whether it's Almanzo or Almanzo, this is the show for you. This is a work in progress, so any ideas are welcome. Please reach out to me at mark at walnutgrovecast.com. Today, I am happy to bring you the newest edition of Wagon Talks with Christopher Hassler and Tracy Ryland. Riding along, we're heading to the Mercantile. I have Chris Hassler. How are you doing, Chris? All right. How are you, sir? Thank you for yeah, having right. me. Yeah. Um, Thanks for taking course. me to the Mercantile. I got to get some uh, gummies. <laughs> they've they've some new toilet paper. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's like 19th century toilet paper. Go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> so, first and foremost, and it's uh, not soft. I just want to say it is not yeah, soft. So who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, kind of like, what are you all about? I am Chris and I am a pop culture fanatic. Yeah. Uh, and it started at a young age with my TV viewing, uh, which included Little House, as well as just about every other goddamn show that was on TV at that time. Even if it lasted a... An episode, I probably have seen it. Like you're giving it a chance, at least. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of the crux of um, another show that we have, uh, VHS Rewind, where we discuss, you know, we kind of float around and discuss everything on that show. Very often we discuss one-offs or kind of forgotten um, cinema. And, you know, it's um, Some it's TV, too. Fun. Some TV, too. Yeah, TV definitely leaks into it, and the Osmonds will make their appearance from time to time. That's all there is. <laughs> um, when did you first see Little House on the Prairie, the TV show? Uh, well, again, when I was really young, my, my mom and I would be the ones planted in front of the TV uh, while my dad was building model airplanes. Hmm. Um, and she liked these family dramas... You know, the Waltons was big. Eight is enough. Um, eight is enough. Yeah. She liked. She didn't like Family. I made her watch Family because I like Christy McNichol. Who doesn't? And you know, and Little House. You know, Little House was the Monday night perennial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't get her off of that, even though, like, I wanted to watch. Like, I think Private Benjamin was on Channel Two. Wow, and Private Benjamin, the TV show. Who doesn't love Lorna Patterson? Man, she was. Now, how many seasons was that? That was just a single season, right? I don't recall. I think it went to two. I think it was a big hit the first season and then just went off the deep end, you know, just went off the rails the second season. I, I forgot think. about that show. I think. Um, you know, what did Channel 7 had? That. I'm thinking, wasn't it like... Love Boat. No, that was Saturday. I think it was That's Incredible, wasn't it? Oh, man, That's Incredible, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Um, I don't know, maybe that was, was that Sunday? I don't remember. Speaking of remembering something, so more recently you turned to Little House with your kids to watch it. Um, Probably a few years ago now. 
Do you remember the first episode that kind of made you want to even do that? Was there anything like, was there a trigger? I, I know. I just had, I can't say that it was a specific episode, but it was more the characters, uh, you know, the two, you know, Pa's two daughters. Yeah. I think my kids like things that are centered around girls, you know, kids or specifically girls yeah, their yeah. age. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that because this show would focus a lot on the kids, and, you know, there's grown-up stuff too, uh, but the fact that the, the girls were an integral part of the show, I thought would appeal to them. Mm-hmm. Plus the whole family dynamic, the whole family unit, um, and how easy my kids have it in this day and age, and mm-hmm. you know they could have been out freaking cleaning out the stables. Yeah, yeah, you know, going to so. an outhouse in the middle <laughs> of uh, winter with a splinter in your tuchus. You know, um, and they they took two other characters too. You know, they like Pa, but they also like uh, Albert. Sure. Uh, you know, they they liked all of the characters. This this contained society. Well, on the show. Speaking of episodes, um, do you have a favorite episode and a least favorite episode? I I don't I see. I'm not a big fan of when the the core family left. Yeah, you're so, not a big fan know, this, of the Carters. No, I don't. I don't like it when even even you know how little uh, not Little House like all in the family. Mm-hmm. You know. Mike and Gloria were still on the show, but they had moved next door. Yeah. I didn't like those episodes. Um, I didn't, and I certainly didn't like it when Mike and Gloria left. Yeah, it's like and a de-evolution. Same, it, yeah, it's, and, and it so when it undoes so much to do these things. When first Pa left, uh, and then uh, Half Pint gets married, and <laughs> then then it's you know, and then it's her and Dad's off in Makito. Makita, where, 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 he moves to Japan. <laughs> uh, even Ma's gone. Right. Um, I I don't <laughs> like the episodes that are expressly, explicitly meant to be funny. Right. There are some good ones. There, you know, I'll I'll give the fried chicken. Yeah, the KFC you know, one is. Um, yeah, I you know I give that one. I yeah, I it's give more that cute one, than it is trying to be funny though. But sometimes when they went for laughs, I didn't, you know, you know, just outright, I didn't like those. Okay. Um, what about favorite characters and least favorite characters? And uh, without bringing up Carrie. Oh come on! She's <laughs> no, both Carrie's my favorite also- and my least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh come on! You gotta love Pa. You gotta yeah. love Ma. I gotta love Ma. Yeah. Um, what about Mary when there's uh, Buck Rogers? You know. <laughs> Get out my Pa! Get out of here! I bring up that so much. I don't know. I just I think it's so funny. It, it really just makes me laugh every single time. Or, or you know, when Ma's gonna cut off her foot. You know, it's, yeah. yeah, it's great. It's great. But what about so, least favorite? Uh, all right. You know, I did. Did I ever have any use for Doc? Did I ever have any use for the Reverend? You know, <laughs> not being a religious person. You know, I know their place. I know that they have to be there. Um, Dabs Green. 
Deb. <laughs> I always say he sounds like a rapper. It's like MC Deb's Green. No, Greer. <laughs> Deb's Greer. What am I talking about? Not Green. No, I mean I don't. I don't mean to say I don't like the townsfolk. I do. Mm-hmm. I love Merlin Olson. You know, I like his family. Sure. Um, Alice. And <laughs> poor Alice. Oh, like, see like how I'm doing all the supporting characters, mm-hmm. and they're just as indelible as as the main family. Yeah. You know, Mr. Edwards and his family, and what happens to them, and a lot of tragedy know. going on around. Uh, and Wonder you Crow. know, I I liked introducing my kids. To, it, you know, it's going to sound weird. Introducing my kids to the tragedies that life can bring. Mm-hmm. You know, right so far, Knockwood, the only thing they've had to endure is a goldfish dying. Yeah. You know, but uh, I, I like I like that they see how a family perseveres through all these hardships. And that's I really the thing. Do. I and really they, do. And they also go through simple things that people go through, financial um, issues and you know, things that might have been extremely relevant for the time. I mean, we're talking, you know, mid to late 70s. Definitely not the the most incredible financial period of our country. This is true. This um, is so, true. So I, I think that, um, you know, personally, I, I could see that's one of the number one reasons why the show resonated so well with people. Um, they could see that the, even though they're broke, you know, they can always sell the pony and get the oven. <laughs> so <laughs> there's always, or, there's always or, someone to sell the pony to. Or you get a potato for Christmas and you love it. You're and like, you, that's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's kind of like, um, it's just kind of making lemonade from lemons. That It's that type of situation. Um, what are your thoughts on Laura Ingalls Wilder's books? You know, there is a blind spot for me. I I've never read any of the books, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I I honestly I can't tell you. That's fine too. If they're good or bad, um, but you, I think <laughs> we're going to rectify that. I think we're going to rectify that. Spoiler pretty alert! Soon. Spoiler. Uh, is it something we shouldn't say or it's not? top secret? Alright, forget it. Time. But um, actually, by the time that this gets released... What? Well, you know, it's going to be a few weeks. Um, I... <laughs> by the time this particular one gets out, so I'm assuming that it should be public by then, but the Little House Book Club will be live and moving forward. It's just, uh, we're recording it. You know, and I'm, I, I'm really looking forward to that because I would like to read some of these books. Yeah. Uh, there, there's just a lot of literature in the little house in the prairie universe so that's what this little podcast is going to put forefront but this is not a commercial about what this podcast is all about this is a commercial for what you're about so (laughs) what do you get out of little house in the prairie today i mean i know you covered a lot already but yeah i mean again just how the family unit stays together and the strength in that and and how mom and pa really love each other and mm-hmm. they would never divorce and uh well they might you know i just I tough just, times I, you know i mean things happen there are st- <laughs> no 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 i'm not even making a joke you know it's just there are circumstances that happen in everybody's life 
that that puts a challenge in front of them, and sometimes that challenge, um, you, you know, you have to find a solution, and sometimes, unfortunately, that solution is um, something that's dramatic like that. So, I just like the values on the show. Like, you know, Pa would do anything for his family. The family would do anything for each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, again, I like how they come through their hardships, no matter what happens, and uh, they they help not only each other but the town folk. They all stick together. I wish my neighborhood was like that. It's not mm-hmm. anymore. Um, I think it, I, you know. I think my neighborhood was at the time that this first aired when I was a kid, and the area that I lived in. It was a very you know, it was an enclave of, uh, you know, Irish, Irish. Yeah, like everybody looked out for each other. Yeah, um, and I really do think everybody knew each other. Yeah. Everybody talked to each other. You sat on your stoops and this one came over, that one came over. You went over to theirs. Well, the 70s and That's, 80s were like that. I mean, I think in it's most. It's not like that anymore. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not. I don't know, know what it's like in your area, but not here. You know, um, we definitely look out for each other in this neighborhood, but there's nothing close-knit like when I was a kid. And I have to wonder if maybe that was also my um, my perspective as a child. Maybe it really wasn't like that. I'm not sure. And it's funny that... Well, we're both in the suburbs. Any of neighbors, yeah. But Different suburbs, but um, suburbs nonetheless. You just move in and you never... There's very little opportunity to get to know... Yeah. The neighbors, maybe if they have kids your own age, maybe that's what one of the issues is here. There's not that many kids mm-hmm. that are my kids' age. Um, and that's, that's kind of weird. like the Little House in the Prairie thing, like you said. You know, really, the community itself is, is really, really... I, I think we we can all be envious of living in Walnut Grove. Not the real Walnut Grove. <laughs> no, actually, the, the real Walnut <laughs> I was, Grove, I think, is still pretty nice. Like the it's it is a um like a close knit um grouping of people like people are lifers there in a good way. It's not like they stay in there depressed about it. They they right, genuinely have pride. Just about to ask that like is is there some facsimile of a walnut grove anywhere in this world anymore? Where, oh no, where no. the people aren't you know cheers sure. <laughs> like cheers where everybody knows your name. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it looks like we're pulling up to the mercantile. Oh, look, they're they're putting in a drive-through. <laughs> How nice! Uh, on the, we, can get, we can get some fried chicken. Too. They're putting a Starbucks next to it. <laughs> a drive-through Starbucks. That'd be very nice. I'm surprised that there were no drive-through services in the 19th century. If you think about it, it kind of makes sense. But anyway, Chris, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to come onto Wagon Talks and talk to us about all of this. Thanks for the ride. Thank you so much, Chris. Up next is Tracy. Today we've hitched up the team and we're heading into town again to pick up some, um, I don't know, blanket coffee or something from the mercantile. Uh, today I have along with me for the ride, Tracy Rylands. How are you doing, Tracy? I'm doing great. Thank you. And thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Um, I, I'm always fascinated by stories that people have to share about Little House. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, who you are and a little bit about yourself and what you do? 
Sure. Uh, I live in Atlanta, Georgia, with my husband, who's an attorney, and my son, who is 13. I am a domestic engineer, uh, a.k.a. stay-at-home mom, and a blogger. Um, so I run the house, and currently, under the pandemic, my son is uh, doing virtual school at home. But uh, mm-hmm. he's pretty self, self-managing, self so I have time to uh, pursue what I want. And um, that's uh, one of my interests is Little House on the Prairie. And also cemeteries. You, your website is adventuresincemeteryhopping.com and I'll put a link to it in the show show notes and I I love it I haven't jumped totally through it Um, but it looks like the kind of thing where you have so much content here going back for years and years and years so I'm really anxious to kind of flip through here and see what kind of um, stories and you you do um, quite a bit of um, a breakdown uh, of um, you get a bit of a history lesson. So I'm right. really anxious to check this out. It looks like it's a really worthwhile project. Thanks. Yeah, I, I focus on history, not zombies and uh, ghosts and stuff. Uh, that's just zombies are great on TV, but it's just not my thing. And uh, I like I like history because I believe that there's a story behind every stone, and um, I get to tell some of those stories. So that's what's what I, that's really what got me into it was was that so that's what i love to do if that isn't your tagline it really should be a history behind every stone Uh, (laughs) um so back to little house on the prairie um when did you first see little house on the prairie i first saw it when when the rest of the world did when it was first broadcast during the 70s i was probably about uh laura's uh age melissa gilbert's age all uh, both of them <laughs> and i identified very much with laura because she was about my age she had brown hair i had brown hair uh it's now red but uh at the time so I, <laughs> oh, that's right it is. about that but uh i i liked the the show she was she was she did her own thing and i kind of did my own thing and i it was fun to see somebody that I could identify with on TV. I could not identify with having to use an outhouse, but and for which I was grateful <laughs> I didn't have to. But uh, but yeah, that's I watched it. My my dad approved it as family friendly viewing, you know, and um, it was something we could all watch. And that's not always easy to come by these days. So so that's kind of where I came in contact with it and just enjoyed, you know, the the Nelly Laura. Mm-hmm. You know, smackdowns and, and stuff like that. So, so yeah. There are a lot of feisty female characters that um, yes. that young girls could absolutely uh, look towards and up to. And yes. I think that's one of the things that I really liked about Little House, um, how strong the women are presented. You know, not just that they are strong. I mean, okay, they can be strong without acknowledgement. But the fact that they're presented this way. And, um yeah. And when Ma's mad, Ma's mad, and you know it. Yep, yep. You, you, you sure do. And, you know, you had to be strong to live through all the stuff they did. I mean, in my experience now as, uh, you know, writing about cemeteries, I mean, to watch your children die of a simple ailment that now we are vaccinated for. Sure. I mean, this was a part of life. You would easily, you could easily lose, you know, three or four children out of maybe the eight that you had. Now, the Ingalls were different. They had, they only lost one child, I believe, uh, you know, out of that group. But 
many women lost more than you know i've been to cemeteries where they've lost six at least six children to to ailments and things like that and so you you had to have a strong constitution to just survive you know any of that and they Mm -hmm. they do they do show that on little house and that that comes across very well um you know um do you remember this is always a weird question with people who grew up with the show but maybe um do you remember your first episode or do you remember watching it even in modern times where maybe it brought you back to the show? Um, I think the episode I always end up rewatching because it, it kind of put its hooks in me is when, in fact, going back to, you know, losing a child is when Ma and when Charles and Carolyn lose that, that child and that right. Laura has been resenting because of the attention that Pa's been giving to this, you know, firstborn son. And when the child dies and she runs away, I don't know why that resonated with me because I've never run away from home like that, but just the desperation of them looking for her and her wanting God to give the child back. Right. And, and the guilt it, of, of taking yeah. responsibility for a child to accept yeah. this level of was, responsibility. Um, it's really, um, it's a very, very mature theme. Yeah. And I think that's the one that I think of the most uh, of when I watched it. Cause I think it was a two parter. Yeah. I'm and pretty I, sure it is. And I was like, Oh, what's going to happen next week. And then of course now I can watch it on TiVo. And, but I can, I can tell you that during the pandemic, I've rewatched that probably three or four times. And I always enjoy it just cause I don't know that last, when he finally, you know, when Pa finally finds Laura on the mountain and she runs to him, that's just like, of course the tears start mm-hmm. and you're like, oh. and you know, that's what Michael Landon knew how to do. He knew how to get you in the gut and man, that one still gets me, you know? Yeah. That, I mean, it's a, I haven't seen the episode in a while, so mm-hmm. it's one I, I really should revisit. Um, now, would you say that that's your favorite episode? It's one of my favorites. Uh, Sweet 16 is probably uh, one of my other favorites simply because being that I was a real, I, when Almanzo first show, excuse me, Almanzo. No, I was going to say, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Oops. Almanzo <laughs> first shows up on the scene. Or excuse, I'll say Manly. When Manly first shows up on the scene. That's, that's and, also acceptable. <laughs> and you, you know that they, you know, from reading the books, they're going to get together. Cause I did read the books but you didn't know how they were going to do it on the show. Mm-hmm. And when this episode finally came up and he's looking at her differently. And in fact, this was just on the other day on up TV. It's like, Oh, this is so cool that, you know, mm-hmm. we're finally getting to see Laura grow up some and to, to see, you know, all this time, you know, Manly's been looking at her as this little kind of sidekick and suddenly, you know, he sees her as a, as a young lady. And they pulled and, it off in a way where, I mean, I can't say for the specific period of time when this happened, because sure. um, um, in your email, you were even saying how it was kind of a big deal when this happened. It was. And it, and was. I, it makes it, sense it, that it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. But if this was done now, it would definitely be done creepy. It would, oh. it, they, <laughs> somehow Landon pulled this off without right. it being creepy when on paper, even it's still a little creepy. And even oh, Dean sure. Butler has um, said to me, like on when I interviewed him, you know, even he's not a hundred percent comfortable talking about all sure. of this. And it's they 
they pulled it off without it being like a whole weird creepo, you know. Right. Thing. Well, I don't, I don't think that I realized when I watched it and I would have been around her age that the character or even Manly was 25. I think yeah. I thought of him more of being like 20. But if I had really put it together in my head that he was 25, I would have been really <laughs> icked out. I you like, get your hands off her. That's right. That's, that's, <laughs> that's kind of illegal now. And uh, <laughs> It was illegal then. It was just a different time. And, yeah. and, you know, it's like I said, they pulled it off. Somehow they pulled it off and somehow we look back and we're like, oh, you know, yeah. and <laughs> it's somehow like, you know, Mick Jagger with like 14 year old brides and stuff like that. I don't know. Somehow, somehow, people get a pass. I don't get it. <laughs> but we're talking about TV and then reality. But um, what about a worst episode? What is an episode that comes on that's not a Carrie-centric episode? Oh, okay. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to X out Carrie episode. Come on, Carrie's my favorite. She gets to sleep oh. next to the sticks. <laughs> the sticks. I don't oh. want to sleep in the sticks. Don't make me. Um, I, you know, there was one that I had, and I don't know if I would call it my, the one that I would change channel, but there was one I had not seen until the pandemic. And that was the one with Richard Mulligan who, when he came, he Haunted was playing House? character of oh, Ms. No, Whipple's, the Mrs. Mrs. Whipple's son. Yes. Where he came back for, he was like PTSD guy. Yeah. And that thing just, I was like, what in the world are they doing here? This is way too much. And I, that kind of wigged me out. And then he turns up dead. I was just like, I, I, they went somewhere that I just was not really wanting to go. Yeah, and, it's, a, it's a pretty deep episode. Um, also kind of ahead of its time talking about the, yeah. um, the pains of, of war. Right. And, and it's not a bad episode per se. I, I think they probably meant the best with doing it. It, it just surprised me that they had that on there. Mm -hmm. But the ones I would say that I, I immediately change the the channel is, is for the love of Blanche, for sure. It's coming. I, you know, we recorded that one. I it's uh, coming. And I'm going – Kim Lair and I recorded that episode, and I'm going to say it. I'm putting it out there. Everybody can <laughs> write – Write me a, a letter of thanks after this episode because you're going to love the episode after we're done with it. I, I have no doubt that you will make it much more enjoyable than oh what it God. has to me in the past. We talk I, about the history of, of buying monkeys through the mail, everything. It's yep. it's a good well, discussion. Well, you know Jim Jones did that. Jim Jones bought monkeys through the mail. It, he sold monkeys, actually. So was he the guy? You know, it's like the comic book in the back, where it's like send us nineteen ninety five and you can get a spider monkey. Yeah, well, oh, spy, now spider monkeys were different. What? No, I'm thinking of I, I'm thinking of or squirrel but, monkey. I forget what they were yeah, called. Yeah, but but anyway, Blanche is not one of my favorites, and the one with the goat. Oh, Fred. Fred, I'm not <laughs> real fond of Fred. Fred's a, but, uh, Fred's a duder. Yeah, dud. it's just it's just sad. And, um, um, what about um, favorite character and least favorite character? Oh, it's enough. It could be a one-off too, you know. Okay. Well, I, I really, I have a lot of affection for Adam, and not because he's a, just not just because he's a hottie. Because you know, let's. The guy can I, wear a suit. I'm going to give him credit. He, <laughs> I mean, he definitely can wear a suit. But what's funny is that you know that uh, Linwood Boomer, who was yeah. the actor, played cool Adam. Man. 
has gone on to great success sure. writing. He wrote for Night Court. He mm-hmm. did, Malcolm in the Middle was a lot of from his life. I, I when you watch Adam, you can just even there is some wicked sense of humor behind that guy. Right. And he brought, I think, some of Linwood Boomer into Adam with having, you know, some of that sarcasm and some of that, you know, I'm I'm a blind guy, but I'm also a pretty cool guy. And yeah, I, I, I really like his character a lot. Um, did you know he was Canadian? I, I don't think I knew that. Don't hold it against him. <laughs> oh, no. No, that just, that just makes him cool because that, that's like Alex Trebek and Monty Hall and yeah. Michael Michael Fox, Michael J. Fox and all that. But I think he's probably among my favorite characters uh, on the show. Uh, Reverend, Reverend Alden's another one of my favorites because he's a man of the cloth, but he's also a human being. And yeah. um, I think that comes across real well in yeah, his character. Yeah, Green. Another cool name. Yes. Sounds like yes. a rap. I always say he sounds like a rapper, Dabs Green. Yes. Um, well, what I, about like Lee? Yeah. I like seeing him show up in other things. Like I'll see him, you know, I saw him in House of Wax. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's Reverend Alden. <laughs> and he's a police detective. How's that <laughs> He's going to give good advice. Listen. So uh, what about what about Lee's favorite? Uh, um, <clears throat> well... You don't have to choose one. I'm just. Say, I hate to say Mrs. Olsen because he's she's kind of a character you love to hate, you know, mm-hmm. because you know there's humanity under there by the end of the series, but in the early days, she was such a witch, you know, mm-hmm. she really was, and she was so mean to those little Ingalls girls, and you know, they're just country girls. They don't get. They're it. country girls. <laughs> they're not smart enough to understand what she's saying. Right, <laughs> and I just. Yeah, I would have to say. Right. That's fair. Um, yeah, but I, I do love that Catherine McGregor, I mm-hmm. think she brought some a great talent to that role and that you did see glimpses of humanity underneath that wickedness a lot of the time. Yeah, because- my wife, who is not a fan of Little House, she said, um, and I've said this before, that she never understood why the town didn't just get together and kill Harriet. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess that's dark. But awesome. it is a bit dark. But then poor Nels, what would he have done? Because she did run things up front pretty well. Well, he he would his drinking would not have been under control. <laughs> Let's be real here. The cough medicine would have been he would yes, have been going patent, through cases. The patent medicine definitely would have been a problem for poor Nels. Yes. So, so um, on the topic of the Laura Ingalls Wilder books, what are your thoughts on them? I read them all, except I did not read Farmer Boy. I will say I, I, I want to read that. I need to go back and find it. I read the books. Uh, I don't remember. Sadly, I don't remember much about them. I did. Uh, our We have one of those little free libraries. Yeah. Up the and, I love uh, that. Yeah. Somebody had left a copy of Little House in the, in the box, and I picked it up and brought it home, and I was reading it, and I was like, I forgot. A lot of this. I forgot about the Indians coming, excuse me, Native Americans the coming Sioux, by yeah. and, and stealing, not stealing, but asking or, you know, wanting them to give them stuff. I had totally blocked that out of my head, forgot mm-hmm. about all of that. And, um, but I enjoyed reading it. I would like to, to reread the rest of the books, but I know I read uh, The Long Winter more than once because I, I enjoyed reading about how they made it through that time period. And I also read... Uh, 
I think the first four years I read that mm-hmm. a number of times about her, about Laura and Manley's first years together. Um, and finally, what do you get out of Little House in the Prairie today when you, when you think about its place in your modern life? I would have to say that it offers a stability that in the current kind of crazy world, the pandemic world we're living in, where you're getting different stories every day about people dying and mm-hmm. getting sick and vaccines and treatment, I can I can plop down in the beanbag chair and turn on Little House and feel comforted by that show. Mm-hmm. I can feel like here's some something stable that's from my past that gave me a lot of pleasure that even as an adult, I can remember how it made me feel when I watched it back then. And it makes me feel, you know, very much the same now. I mean, it did the same for me when I was in college and um, I would come home from classes and I would turn on our sad little cable system in our dorm that only had like five channels and <laughs> And the, and Little House was on all the time machine. You know, it's a time machine in two ways: to your childhood and to the nineteenth century. I just plunked down and watched it, and it was it. It's the same as it's just very soothing and and a nice reminder of a time in my life when I didn't have to worry about you know coronavirus and tests and Mm -hmm. you know my son go back to in person learning and all those kind of things. Well, Tracy Rylands, I want to thank you so much. It looks like we're pulling up to the the mercantile. I know you're right. going to pick up some new tiles for a backsplash. Um, <laughs> right. I don't. I, I don't so think they're going to have what you want, but probably not. <laughs> but um, but your website. I just want to mention again, but we will put it in the show notes. Is adventuresincemeteryhopping.com. dot com. I will put the link in the show notes. But um, it's definitely a worthwhile pod. Um, um, website. Everything's a podcast. But it's a, definitely a worthwhile website and there's a ton of information. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. And well, I look forward for to, me. yeah, I look forward to, you know, uh, maybe pulling you on an episode if you have an interest. And I, uh, I, It's one of my goals in life to go on a podcast with you. Oh. I would love to do that. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, we've got to make that happen. Then. Great. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bonnet Heads. If you would like to participate in a wagon talk, or if you have an idea for a segment, please feel free to email me at markmark at walnutgrovecast.com.